What's going on, guys? We're live back again with another Hero's Journey. And this one, diving deep into the not really new anymore, but somewhat new to me after three months, the GoPro Hero 11. And this thing is, um, it's a pretty big deal because, you know, a lot's been going on with them. I'm just going to check my audio really quick. And this is not the way to do it. Oh, but it is sounding surprisingly good. I'm using a somewhat cheaper um, Amazon microphone. It's not made by Amazon. It's actually made by Small Rig. It's called the Simmer, I think. Simmer S1 or something. Um, the YouTube's was telling me what it was, but now, um, whatever. Now I don't know. But it actually works pretty good with the pop filter. Without the pop filter, it's a little iffy. With the pop filter, it works really good. But um, back to the topic at hand, the lovely GoPro Hero 11 Black. Now, this thing's kind of a beast. I mean, first off, it's pretty rugged. Like, I'm using this naked, no case. Um, I do have a couple, like, thin layers of, like, the protective glass stuff to not make it go... Like it's scratched and all that. Only problem with that is that you it loses some functionality when you're trying to click on this. Like when you're trying to change like a setting or something, it you hit it and then it doesn't listen to you and you hit it again and then it's like it's kind of pain in the butt. So I ended up taking off a bunch. The lens as well. I had a a tempered glass on there. I took it off because it seemed to get kind of affected by water. So you kind of got to be careful with like using stuff on this lens because you're not going to get the full functionality if you have the lens covered with the tempered glass or the back cover. Now that that's, I know we're starting with some cons. It's like, what the, what the crap, bro? Like this is a review. It's supposed to be some positives, quick cons. So you got to be a little bit careful with trying to protect it with the tempered glass because they're going to lose touch functionality and then it could have some lens lens issues. So right now I still only have it on this area, probably the least area to get hurt, but you know, might as well just keep it on there while I can. And I also think it's kind of cool how, you know, even without the protective stuff, this is definitely very durable. I mean, even back in the day, like your old GoPros, you know, you would put a housing on them. But this one, this lens actually can come on and off. You twist it and it comes on and off. I don't want to, I don't want to do that though. <laughs> so luckily, you know, you don't have to worry about the lens so much because it's not super attached to this. You can, you know, take it on and off. Now, the, the other thing is with, uh, with that capability, you know, you can baby it a little less. You can really use it as you're supposed to use an action cam. You don't want to have to worry about, you know, you throw this in your bag. You don't want to have to worry about like, oh, is it going to get messed up? Is it going to be okay? Like that's, that's why you would get, you know, protective glass on it. Just some like films on your phone you would put on it to protect it. But when there's too much functionality loss, you know, I end up, I ended up just ripping it off snowboarding one day or surfing and like, there's no going back now. So I do have replacements, but, uh, it's, it's no bueno. I'm going to quickly shout out to all my followers across the internet that I am live. Let's see how I can share this. Let's see here. Maybe if I go to the Yostubs, the Yostubs, there's me, Travis Varga. What's the best action camera in 2023? GoPro Hero Black review. Live and unfiltered. We live, we live. So we're going to share this. Copy. We're going to go to the old LinkedIn's and to the Facebook's. So if you're on the internet right now, come check it out. Because, I mean, what are you doing on a Saturday afternoon at 3 p.m., right? 
part of the Have No Life Club. But also some other things I really like about the GoPro. So now let's quickly just go into the pros about the GoPro Hero 11 Black. Now, you know, my last GoPro was the Hero 3, the GoPro Hero 3. Now, that thing, where is, I don't even know where it is, but it's basically become an ornament because it has to be plugged into work. Maybe a new battery would help, but really it was very fickle. Didn't work well. You couldn't really trust it, especially the last couple of years. Now, it really only has like pretty limited capabilities. Whereas this new GoPro, it's, you know, this is comparable to your iPhone, how, the, how it looks, how it is, the quality. I mean, really, if you have like a good proper camera, like the lovely A7S III, you have an iPhone and you have a GoPro, really right there, if you're any kind of creator and you like making movies or making films, you're pretty set right there. Because, you know, you have your good camera, which for talking head videos or just you want a lot of dynamic um, dynamics in the shot. You want, you know, colors, bright, exposed, underexposed, all be good. You want depth of field. You really need a full frame camera to accomplish all that. What this is great for is just throwing this on your head or chest or just having it be a time lapse you know, time-lapse machine. And then your cell phone is just great for you're on the go. You want to grab a quick shot or a quick, you know, video out in the go. Um, because everything's going vertical too. It's nice to have that vertical kind of embedded naturally in the phone. But the GoPro actually is pretty cool because what you can do with the GoPro is have it shoot it vertical now, it does have a linear lock, which means when it's this way, it's actually going to lock in this way. So when it goes like this, it's actually going to stay flat. And this is one of the coolest parts about, about this new GoPro, because when you lock in like this, and you're kind of going all back and forth when you're surfing or snowboarding, that that's no fun. But when it locks it in, you can you can straight up go like this and the camera will stay flat, and the horizon level will stay locked. Now, that's great. Now, what it's not that great for is when you do want to go vertical, because it's going to stay locked like this, so it's going to just stay horizontal. So really, if you want to get a good just straight-up vertical video and not to crop in or out, you can shoot like this, turn linear horizon lock off, and then you can just shoot straight vertical, you know, with nine by 16 with the natural phone kind of aspect ratio. So that's really nice too, because um, then there's no cropping in and out because what the GoPro is great for is that the natural sensor for this GoPro here 11 is eight by seven. Now, what makes that awesome is that it's almost a square, so you can kind of crop in and out to make it a 16 by 9 or a vertical without, you know, picking which way before you shoot it regular and it's 8 by 7 sensor, and then you can crop it however you kind of want. That really is one of the major selling points of this sensor and why it's they kind of made it like this. So you can really just do anything with it because when you realize that 16 by nine and nine by 16 are literally the opposites, you're doing a lot of cropping in and out to accomplish your final goal of whatever outlet your video is going on. What the eight by seven almost square like sensor does is allow you to shoot in a more of a, of a four by three aspect ratio and then it's just a lot easier to, to crop either way without losing so much uh resolution and without losing as much um kind of like pixels or basically resolution because when you're cropping in you're going to lose some it's almost like digital zooming in and out so really keeping it at eight by seven and shooting it in the four by three aspect ratio like this you could even turn on the linear lock and you're really set for anything and then you could crop in and out. So 
Now, let me uh, quickly check who's in the chat. All right, it's not really popping off in the chat here. I'm going to share this, the old Instagram. So that is where a lot of the Heroes Journeys fans lie. Let's see here. I don't know how to share story. Let's see if I can crack my phone down. Phone's long gone. All right, we're going to cancel. Oh, I know what to do. I just do this. We'll open up Instagram on my old iPad here. And we'll share this. Because a lot of other reasons why the GoPro is like pretty awesome is because, you know, for social reasons, you're, you're sharing it on your social media, etc. What you can kind of do is shoot a bunch of stuff in whatever format you want, you know, um, and then like it saves to this GoPro studio. So, but you have to sign up for it in the beforehand, but what's great about another just super awesome pro about the GoPro studio is that it saves everything, everything on the GoPro. And we're saying hello to Instagram. Hello, Instagram. Everything on the GoPro, everything just gets saved like automatically. Now, what's great about that is if you lose the memory card, if something just happens, um, you're not really too concerned with losing footage and losing just whatever because like, it's also on an online platform. So that's pretty cool too because like... Say, you know, you shoot something on your GoPro. Something has happened to me too, actually. It was with the drone. But you shoot something, you take out that tiny little memory card, and you're fiddling around. And suddenly, like, you, like, drop the memory card. <laughs> so you take it out. It's this tiny little thing. I mean, you've seen these little memory cards. Let's, let's do it right now. So watch. Watch this. I guess this is more of a con, but it, it leads to being a pro as well. So, you know, you got to take your memory card out. Time to offload your footage. Now, this this part's really difficult. You have to, like, stick your little hand in here. Kind of get it out. And then it doesn't want to come out. So you have to, like, really kind of pry it. And kind of, it's really hard, actually. This is one of the cons. It, they really make this part hard. So, long story short, this is really challenging. I mean, it doesn't even want to come out. So it finally comes out. And say it just falls in a little crevice in your car. You know, or just you drop it and it falls in a sewer and it's gone forever. This literally happened with the Mavic. Uh, my Mavic Air 2. Took the memory card out. Was filling and it fell between my car seat. And I was like, well, that sucks. This was after shooting a bunch of drone footage. Bunch of sick drone footage. And then I go to get my uh the memory card out of the seat. And it's like not there. Like I can't find it. I'm like, uh, like I just shot like <laughs> hours of content for this drone. And now it's not even working. I was like, or now I can't even find the memory card. So it was pretty, I, I almost kind of panicked and I'm like searching. I'm like, dude, really? Like I just saw this footage. It's freaking gone. Now, DJI, <clears throat> it does save your footage like GoPro Studio. But, but what DJI and, Go, and the drones do and the Mavic does, it saves like temporary files. So they're not really full resolution. They're not. HD. They're very small and you can preview them and see them on your phone and download them, but they're not like high res files. So you actually are still sacrificing quality by having just a quick, quick glance, or you can just look at the files. What the GoPro studio does and what's really great, excuse me, great about the GoPro studio. It saves all your stuff like high resolution, exactly how it was. Now you do have to plug this in 
into Wi-Fi after your shoot, and then it'll upload all the footage. So you do have to do that. Now, that's the only kind of crappy part is you, if you don't make it to that step in your media storage process, you do, you will lose the footage if, it, if you lose the SD card. So it is a good habit. Just every time you shoot, get home, plug this thing into the charger. While it's charging, it's automatically offloading the footage. And then what's nice about that is, so you have the footage and you open up, like, so you don't even put the memory card, the SD card anywhere. You know, you just get the, the footage or you get home, you plug in your camera, plug in the GoPro and you just kind of wait. And then you get an alert. All right, your GoPro is offloaded your footage. Merry Christmas. You wouldn't even have to like, Get get the SD card in anywhere. I'm just checking my audio really quick. Oh wow, sounds pretty freaking good. Here's me checking my audio live while I'm checking my audio. There's me checking my audio while I'm. All right, I'll stop. I'm sorry, but you see, my point is like, what's really cool is that you're offloading the footage by plugging it into its power outlet. So you're charging the battery while you're offloading the footage into one queue and it's a cloud storage. So right away, you're already offloading your footage into the cloud just by plugging in the camera. Now, what's nice about that is that, um, like say you lose your, you plug it in, Footage is on the, the GoPro Studio app. You take your card, you plug it into your computer. Maybe the card just stops working. Maybe you put it on your hard drive. The hard drive crashes. You know, some stuff happens. What's nice about how the studio sets up that the storage is now you really have like a backup right away. And it's an actual best backup because it's a cloud backup. So it's not really connected to any hard drive. Like I've had hard drives fail. I mean, I have a Lacey five terabyte bulletproof, like the rugged hard drive, one of the, the best in the biz. It is a spinning hard drive, but I had that thing kind of randomly crash. And I was like, oh no, like, and I, you know, lucky it did come back to life. Somehow I can't remember what I did. So I took all the stuff off of it, reset it, and then I, you know, put stuff back onto it, and it kind of did it again. So I haven't checked it since the second time it's done it, but the point there is once a hard drive kind of becomes corrupt, it's, uh, it's almost, you know, you, you got to say goodbye to the hard drive. You want to save it, you know, it's it's five terabytes. That's a lot of storage to lose. <laughs> a lot of just great storage. But what you realize with mechanical hard drives, I mean, even, you know, the smaller, super fast solid state drives, they're less likely to crash, but there's always a chance. The cloud really is like one of the best places to have things. Now, unless the internet goes kaput, or the site where the stuff stored crashes. So there is that too. So really in the end, it's good to have your mechanical, physical storage and the cloud storage. And really GoPro 11 and GoPro Studio made this really easy and just kind of fun because you, you're constantly putting storage places. You have a couple options. That's great. And then another really nice part about the... Uh, the cloud storage, the GoPro Studio, you can open up your app, your phone app, and once it's uploaded all the stuff, it'll all be there on the app to kind of use right away. Like you can basically see back in focus, Sony seven three. Thank you. You can basically just not even use anything besides the internet and your phone and the GoPro to get the footage from the GoPro to your phone. You don't have to put the SD card in the computer, airdrop it or edit it. Like you can literally, after sun offloading, 
you open up the app, you get your footage on your phone. It's right there. You hit save the camera roll and the footage is full resolution on your phone, ready to go. So that part's really cool. That part's really, really cool because, <clears throat> excuse me, that's like how media is going right now is it's going more so towards just the ease of having it in the cloud and you using it from the cloud and not necessarily having to store it locally and then getting it from that storage. So, but in the end, it's good to have both just, uh, you know, you don't want to be editing off of the cloud unless it's like kind of one time and then you back to your local and then you're doing it that way. Cause Local machines are going to edit the best, but this is just kind of getting the storage off and then editing on your phone or whatever. So that's really cool. That's a really awesome feature. Um, got a little list here. Let me pan this down to you. Let's see how that looks. Ooh, there we go. Yep. Now my head's cut off a little bit. Actually, it's nice. It's nice. See the mic. You can see the mic a little more now. But another. Obvious pro with the, uh, you see the lovely boards in the background. They're not that lovely. Actually, they have pretty, uh, nasty wax all over them. But that means I'm actually using the boards. That means the boards are getting used. They're not sitting in storage. So that's good. But another just freaking awesome part about the, the GoPro hero 11 black is the time lapses. This thing is just has so many time-lapse options. Forget about it. Forget about it. Like you want to shoot a starry night time-lapse. You got it. You want to shoot a daytime time-lapse. Boom. You want to put this on your car and shoot like a car hyperlapse. Boom. You want to put this on your car and shoot like a star or a like light painting time-lapse. Boom. Do it. You want to put on your chest and walk around and do a hyperlapse walk around. You can do it. There's, it's just like a never ending, like time-lapse machine. And what's really great is it has options to like create a video right away from the time-lapse. So you use it, you know, and you go to watch it back and it's not, it's a movie. It's like a made time-lapse. I mean, with the Sony a7S three, like, cause it's such a low resolution as opposed to making a time-lapse with photos and then you like put the photos together and make a movie. I'll just shoot video, a lot of video, a lot of space, and then fast forward it and post the uh, A7 III and A7S III and Final Cut, export a little movie. The GoPro steps a bunch of steps. And because this actually can shoot, I think 28, uh, has a 28 megapixel, 23 or 28 camera, this actually will use pictures and create a movie, but because it's a lot more high resolution, it does a better job than like the A7S three would do taking pictures. So that part's really cool. And then you can choose, you know, you get a movie, you get the actual pictures. Really the, the movie is really nice because it's right there. It's ready. Um, and it looks really good. The only times there's maybe a few little issues is when you want to, like shoot a, a time lapse at night with stars. Then you might want to do the picture route because it's going to, in the end, be more resolutioned for nighttime, less noise as video would produce. And then that, the conclusion of that in the time lapse. So that part's, uh, that part's really cool. Like just shooting a time lapse, they go outside, shoot a four hour time lapse, go get the GoPro, say, you know, GoPro, stop recording, which we'll talk about that in a sec too. Boom, hit play, and you'll literally watch your time lapse right away in great quality. So, time lapse is really almost besides its action cam useness, is like kind of like the main awesome reason this camera is great is for the time lapses. Um, now, about talking to the camera, if you've had a GoPro, you you know this already, but the last couple of editions, you can essentially tell the GoPro to start recording, stop recording, start time-lapse. 
this comes in handy a lot, a lot more than you would think, especially with time lapses that, you know, you're shooting an outside star night time lapse. You hitting the camera, it's going to be a little jolt. So even avoiding just the, the tiny little jolt at the beginning and end helps a lot by just saying, hey, GoPro, start time lapse. And you'll hear the audible beep, beep, beep. So it lets you know it's recording. And there's actually a little tally light that will blink red. So for time lapses, it's great because you don't have to touch the camera to start it or stop it. And you can check on it every now and see the blinking red light. So that's a really cool feature. And I think it does have it from each angle, a light. I had to double check if there's a front, a front angle for that. But that's really cool. All right, let's just see. How many comments? No comments. No comments. No love. No love. <laughs> I'm just joking. It is Saturday afternoon. I'm sure people are out doing fun stuff. So. Just the functionality of using it for recording, stop, start. Another cool stop, start feature with the audio. It'll listen to you, the camera, is like it's on your head. You're snowboarding. Hey, GoPro, start recording. You hear beep, beep, beep. Hey, GoPro, stop recording. Beep, beep, beep. So you hear the beep, beep, beep. And that helps a lot, too, because you don't. sometimes you don't know. Sometimes it won't listen to you. Um it's definitely the least glitchiest of any GoPro I've used, but it will every now and then not listen to you, but at least you can glance at it and see if it's the tally lights are going red or if it says recording or something. Now, if it's on your head, it's a little more challenging, but it's at least nice to have those options. Um, another awesome pro of the GoPro Hero 11 Black is the stability. This thing is by far the most stable like camera ever like it's actually you get so used to how how great this active stave stave is they call it hyper smooth or a hyper boost hyper smooth boost and you can kind of have it on but like and then with the horizon lock like i talked about earlier it really ends up being just like it can be like this and your video is just going to look look straight it's going to look flat that's really awesome especially when you're snowboarding, skateboarding, surfing, anything, and you're, you're filming someone. Like I went snowboarding recently and I, we have a video coming out about it. And a lot of it, you know, we're filming going next to someone and we're holding it and you're shaking and you're, you think it's, you're keeping it steady, but the camera's obviously looking like this. And, but you go back to the footage and it does look very steady. Really has gotten just better and better and better. And this stableness, the hyper smooth, you know, witchcraft you can turn on. It, it's better than any of the mirrorless, any of the DSLRs. It's, it's really the best. I mean, maybe compared to the other action cameras. And we'll kind of talk about that for a sec is, you know, the DJI Osmo, I think it's called like the newest DJI action cam. Um, yeah, the Osmo or the action DJI Osmo 3. So the Osmo 3, the pocket camera. Um, a lot of the DJI options, they are great, and they do a really good job of that steadiness and stableness as well. But the issue that I've seen with the, the DJI options is it's not the resolution. You do sacrifice with the resolution. So... And you kind of sacrifice a lot. You sacrifice a lot. You And you wouldn't really think about it that much until it gets, you know, decompressed, de-resolutionized, and then it's finally on your Instagram feed with all the compression, all the stuff, and then it just all look crappy. Especially skies, clouds, highlights, that kind of stuff. Now, it uh, DJI and the Osmo did just release a 10-bit update, which I think will help a lot because um, the GoPro can shoot 
10 bit. And it really makes a big, big difference. Now, what I've also realized is that the, the 10 bit, it can kind of check my audio one more time. I don't know why my freaking, uh, sounds good to me. I don't know why my, uh, AirPods aren't working because Murphy's law has stuck his head inside. My nose is itching constantly right now. Uh, oh, there's a lot of pollen out. The pollen has reached California's coasts and it is taken over. As you can see, I'm a little allergic right now, but so with the 10 bit, it really makes like the highlights, the clouds, the sun, all that stuff, just a lot more clear and funny other, just quick side ramp. I realized for some reason, MP4 exporting from the GoPro with best settings, all that. And I export from an MP4 in the Apple file M4V. It's really interesting because I was getting some of the banding that you get from 8-bit in my 10-bit exports when I was exporting Apple file. Then I exported the same thing with MP4 and the banding actually disappeared, which really startled me because I didn't, I thought Apple files were as good as MP4s as the classic H.264, I think, um, compression. So I've been exporting a lot with Apple file system because it's a lot smaller. It's almost half. So if you have a 30-minute 4K movie, that's going to be 10, 8 gigabytes versus 3 or 4 gigabytes. So obviously over time, that's going to basically save half your storage exporting in these Apple movie files. But I realized with the GoPro, the, the exports look better as MP4s with way with no banding, the skies, the highlights looks great. But the Apple file, obvious banding, like a seven, three sky banding. And it's really because of the eight bit. So I wonder if maybe Apple files get stuck in eight bit or I don't know. I don't know what the deal is there, but you know, that that's a really good feature. And, and so hot tip, GoPro videos, export to MP4, and I think that helps a lot with highlights, banding, etc. And that was um, something I discovered by accident. And now I'm realizing that my whole Apple file system, you know, how long have I even... I've been exporting a lot of stuff as Apple files. How long has that been going on now? And I didn't even realize that I've been screwing myself by doing that. Who knows? But now I know that you, I think MP4 is still the, the bee's knees, the boss. And again, I did on the same monitor, same export. M4V or Apple file, lines in the sky, MP4, no lines. So I don't know, Apple made me a little upset. But you could only see it in the sky and the highlights, essentially. Um, and I wonder if it was 8-bit, if you would see high, uh banding as well who knows because uh once you go 10 bit you can't go back you can't go back to 8 bit 10 bits uh 10 bits the best of the best so now we're gonna go back to some cons here unfortunately and again this is a little bit of a just ranty review you know gopro here 11 black is it the best action cam i think so I think yes, yes. It depends on what you want, but unless you want the widest angle and the least amount of shakiness and you're willing to sacrifice quality, then I would say the DJI, um, not even the Osmo, like the one, I guess it isn't the DJI, it's the 360 cam, that's it, the 360 cam. For filming yourself, POV, snowboarding, and you want the, the best, not shaky, you want to get everything, the 360 cam would be great. That resolution sucks even more. The DJI Action Osmo cam really is very similar to the GoPro, but they didn't have 10-bit. They just got it now. So I think these are very similar. The 360, I think, is kind of different enough, whereas it'd be case-by-case -case basis of whether you should go for the 360 or not. But if you're going DJI Action or GoPro, I say go GoPro. Um 
until DJI action cams get those newer sensors in their drones, I think the newer GoPro colors do look better. I think there's more customization in the GoPros. Um, I really think they've hit it out the park with the, this newer GoPro. It feels great. It, it looks nice and it just really performs well. And again, having past GoPros and understanding that there are hiccups and they do, there will be issues with them at times. Um, it's great having a GoPro that doesn't do it that much. It's, it's usually on its best behavior. So that's what I like. That's what I like. Um, let's see. We're doing a quick check again. There's me looking pretty good. That is one handsome guy right there. That is one handsome guy. How long have we been going for? We've been going for about 35 minutes. Pollen is getting me. Pollen is getting me. We are shooting in 4K 30, 30p gang. What up? And we have a cloudy setting on. It's a little cloudy. We are shooting with all daylight. Luckily, I have some great windows that help me a lot with daylight shooting. And I think we're looking very good. I'm very, very happy with this setup. We have my the dirty wax showing you that I do surf. This the GoPro has been used, and I do surf, and the pollen is piling up going into my nostrils. But, um, so another con, unfortunately, and I'm kind of going back and forth between pros and cons because it's fun is I'm going to feel bad saying this, but you don't get the 5k 10 bit in all settings. Now you do get I thought in all lenses. So, you know, say you want Hyperview, which is the widest they have, and you want 5K and you want 120 frames per second. Sorry, it's no can do. As you start kind of picking options, you have to start making sacrifices. So, you know, you want to shoot 4K 120. Well, sadly, you can't shoot Hyperview. You have to shoot, you know, Superview, or there's a couple of different views. I think it's Hyperviews 12 millimeters, Superview 16. Um, and then there's like the 16 to 35 linear view. And then there's kind of like the locked linear view and there's even some digital zoom in. So there is a lot of different lens options or at least millimeters of distance you can get. But as you go in and out, you kind of have to pick what resolution you want. Cause there, I think the 5k is limited to 5k 60 in one of the medium angles. And then like there is 240, you know, kind of super slow-mo. But then you have to go to, I think, HD. I think you have to shoot an HD or 2.7K. So, you know, ideally it'd be kind of like the A7S 3 where it's like you pick any resolution and it can shoot any frame rate and it's just like the bee's knees. Like there's not really that much limitation with each frame rate. And obviously the A7S 3 you can change the lenses and stuff, so it's not going to affect it that much. But um, it's really cool that you don't have to worry, you know, you can shoot 4K 120 in anything. Whereas this, you know, you have to worry about it a little more. So that kind of sucks because you'll be, you know, about to go on a run snowboarding and you're, all right, oh, let's do super slow-mo. All right, oh, let's do this super, super wide angle on this one. And you realize, oh, wait, I can't do the wide angle. We have to do kind of more close-up angle. All right, so you have to kind of consider that while you're filming. Eventually, you figure out your sweet spots or the your settings you like. And this does have really cool now pro. This has good customizations where you can kind of like a Sony. You set up like different settings. Let's see if I can turn this on. Camera can pick it up. So you turn on different settings that you kind of have saved. So like, let's see, you can't see that. But so you'll see if I click and it kind of gives you like basically different video settings. So like I have my standard 4k 60, my full frame, which is more of like a fuller frame. Uh, it's 5.3 K 30 linear lens. And, and when you go to your settings for your video settings, it's nice that it tells you what lens you're using. The resolution 
it doesn't say the aspect ratio, but you click it and you can choose. And it kind of gives you each thing. And there's, so it kind of gives you pre-settings like here. Okay, yeah, so 2.7K, 240s ultra slow-mo. Cinematic is 35.3K. Activity is 60 frames per second, 4K, linear. So, and you can save, you change these and you can save them. So that's what's kind of nice. You know, you have all these little options and it's the same with you know, your time-lapse options. You can save your time-lapse options. So you have your night-lapse, you have regular time-lapse, you have vehicle lights, you have star trails, you have time warp. So you can have these presets essentially that you just click when you want to change your preset. And what's nice is you're not like super locked in. Each preset's really customizable. And these all come in the camera and you change them as you can go. So I think that's really cool because it's essentially what the other bigger cameras do is you have settings you can kind of change. So I really like that part about it because you don't want to have to, every time you change a setting, go in, you know, have to finagle around, pick a new setting. And then, so that part is really cool. I really appreciate that. Uh, GoPro. Thank you very much. Checking the battery. So for some reason, also at the Sony and quick, quick setup too. the Sony a seven S three filming straight up in the YouTube straight up. But for some reason, the cable, the lovely USB cable, it's not charging the camera make me a little sad because it should be charging the camera as well. For some reason it's not. And I don't like that. And I'm also realizing my nose is kind of red and I think there is a new trend of red nose makeup. I'm makeup free right now. No makeup. This is just from the pollen pollen. So anyway, let's continue this review. Three month, three month review of the GoPro hero 11 black. Um, we went over a lot of my main likes and dislikes. Another obvious one, the front screen. The front screen's really great as I'm looking at myself right now. Because even a lack of front screen and the GoPro has a super wide angle. You know, you know you're going to be in the shot, but a lot of times you don't know where you are in the shot. And a super common issue with GoPros is you're filming and it's too high or it's too low. With a real big back screen and a front screen, you can glance down and see, oh, I'm too down. Boom, boom. Same with the front. I'm vlogging, you know. Oh, it's too down. I'm up. You can see having essentially a flippy screen built in each side. You know, the one crappy part is it can't flip out and you get, you know, when you're shooting on the side, you can't see a screen. Like, that would be nice. Now, there is USB out of here. So you could USB out into a monitor. I don't know if I've tried that or not, but I did want to try live streaming on this one at one point. But, you know, compared to the GoPro Mini, which doesn't have any screens, I'm not the biggest fan because it's so easy just to have it, you know, especially if it's on your head or just somewhere having it too high or low and then you not knowing till after the fact and then it's too late and that always sucks that's never fun when you've shot a bunch of footage and you look back at it and you realize oh, damn the camera's too low too high um and even if you see it even if you see it it can be challenging so i really really like that aspect of it um Supposedly the batteries, the Enduro batteries are better. Um, they still seem to do run fast, but compared to like my Sony batteries or any other batteries, I think they do do a good job. I mean, they're so small. It's not hard to just throw an extra one in your pocket, which is kind of nice. Like you're snowboarding for the day. You have your GoPro and you just throw an extra battery in your pocket and you're, you're set for the day. They'll get you three hours of use. Um, I would say one Enduro battery probably lasts an hour to an hour and a half, depending on what setting you're using. Certain settings are going to eat up more battery than others. Um, yeah, I mean, I'm going through my little list here. We've knocked off a lot of things I, I really like about it. 
Some other things I like too, or actually, oh, so a few things. One sec. I'm going to grab, where is that thing at? Yeah, here it is. So we back, we're in focus. Okay. This guy, this little wind, wind muffler, wind muff thingy. This thing, this thing's actually a, a gold mine treasure trove. I don't know why it doesn't make any sense, but it's not a gold mine treasure trove. It's a vital aspect to making your GoPro sound amazing outside in windy conditions. Um, you know, you throw this thing on the GoPro. And what's really nice is you just turn off wind, wind mechanics. So you basically turn wind, uh, noise or any wind kind of blocking or wind isolation. You turn that off. So it's working basically with no wind production, but then this thing does such a good job. There's three different microphones on here. This thing covers all the mics. So it covers all the mics and this wind basically like big dead cat works really good with the wind and snowboarding. This is actually like essential. And I would say anyone snowboarding or skiing, get one of these, turn off the wind, uh, noise or for what's called, it's called wind. What is it called? GoPro wind settings. Wind noise. Yeah. So it's, essentially wind wind noise suppression or you would just wind cancelization something i mean it's very similar to or uh, wind noise reduction might be called what's it called let's see go wind noise settings why well, are you not working GoPro wind noise settings, audio control, wind only, wind noise suppression. Here we go, wind. Yeah, you have auto. Yeah, so you either have wind reduction. On the GoPro, there's three options for wind or for filming audio and how the GoPro is going to react to wind. You turn it on off, which means there's no, it's just recording audio naturally. You turn it on, which is going to kind of do this like basically like a filter sweep, probably of the high and the low. So it ends up being kind of teeny or muffled. I mean, either way, it's not going to be nice. <laughs> and then audio, which or auto, which probably is the worst because what that's going to do is turn wind reduction on and off. And the computer and the GoPro is going to kind of like choose when to turn the wind on and off. And you're going to be like, it's not going to do a good job doing that either. So that's going to suck too. So really they all kind of suck in windy conditions. And really what the best thing is having this is having, or three individual dead cat muffs, muffler, like little things on each microphone to help block the wind. It's similar to when a microphone has the fuzzy stuff on it or there's that, you know, mesh on the mic. It's kind of like densening that. That gets densed and other audio can protrude through or it just doesn't like crackle or blow out because that's really what happens too is you don't really mind when you hear wind when you're watching a, a movie or audio. My nose is so itchy. <laughs> Sorry, this is the most allergic I've been in a while. Need me my my off-brand Zertech. <clears throat> but um, so I would I think this is called the Wind Slayer. Yeah, the Wind Slayer, the Wind Slayer. It's on Amazon. It's like ten bucks for two or something, and it does a really really good job. You know, the GoPro Wind Slayer. Two pack, 10 bucks. I mean, it's four and a half stars, 89 reviews. I've tried a couple different things so far, and so far, this really is the best. And last time snowboarding, I had this, and I had the wind slayer on it, and then like a little monopod that could also be a selfie stick. And I was super impressed with how, how great it worked. I mean, I knew it worked pretty good, 
But when you're out snowboarding, you have a lot going on. You, you're sliding on the snow, which is creating like a, basically a wind noise. Then you have the actual wind blowing around. And then you have you moving, the person moving, whoever moving, and the the GoPro going against the air and feeling that wind. So there's so many wind sources going on. But this thing really sounded great. I mean, you get to hear what actually you're hearing and not wind blowing out the wind mics. You're hearing just the sh on the ground. You're hearing the of the wind, but it sounds natural and it actually sounds pleasant because it's getting absorbed by this. And then the actual audio, the non blown out audio is getting picked up by the mic. So wind slayer, this freaking thing is awesome. See to my expectations. And the only problem is you can't use this in the water water. Cause if you could use this in the water, I mean, that would be really awesome because when you're surfing, that's is some pretty crappy wind noise going on too. And then you get water in the mics and that kind of creates, you know, when you, you can kind of seem like you're underwater and then I'll like, and then you'll be hearing it regularly. So this isn't the best for like surfing, but anywhere else going outside, any of that, it's the best. Now, just with audio in general with the GoPro. Now, I've been rocking this no media mod and I've just been actually using the built-in mics. And when I'm outside, I, I always try to use this. And this is a great combo because these mics do a pretty freaking good job of picking up your voice and canceling out other noises in the way background. Now, I'm not turning on and off any settings, but again, this is just, this Winslayer is just gonna help that audio kind of get a like a little lessened. It's going to be a de-essener. It's going to just help how it overall sounds because it's not going to be so harsh. It's getting kind of uh, like dissolved in a visual sense. So when you're sitting there talking in front of the camera, just bare, even having this on even indoors is going to help a little bit. Now, you don't have to have this on indoors. You can take it off and it's talking to the mic you know, right here normally. And what's great too is because it has three different mics, whichever one you're talking to, the GoPro is going to pick that up as, as your mic. So say you're behind the mic and you're behind the camera, you're filming stuff. It's going to pick up your, your back, back voice behind the camera. So you're using an A7S three with a shotgun mic pointing forward. You're not going to hear it. You're going to have to like turn the mic around, you know, move the mic around. This having three different mics all around the camera really makes it awesome to not use the media mod and just use this thing naked, use it bare because the audio sounds actually good. <laughs> it doesn't really sound bad. I mean, how many of us are just filming TikToks, dancing or just whatever, and we're just using this tiny little iPhone uh, mic, like these tiny little dots are the mic and like it sounds pretty great. So if you're in a quiet enough setting, these do really well. And if it's a little louder, they're on the Windslayer. Now, I haven't gotten the media mod or tried any other options of this yet, but concerning when you plug anything into this, you need to take, you need to open it. So if you want to plug in a USB-C mic or have this adapter that lets you plug in mics, you can't just plug in a USB-C mic. Sorry, you have to actually use the media mod or have like this third party thing. It adds a lot of bulk, et cetera. But then it's actually open too. So there's no way to have this thing using audio and not still be waterproof, which it's freaking GoPro. Like the whole point of it is to get dirty, wet, used, and not be scared you're going to break it. So unfortunately, it kind of sucks. But for me, it kind of helped me as I realized, well, I'm going to try it without any audio additions at first. And I really like it. It makes it just one less you know, one less headache to carry around. Um, yeah. So <clears throat> now a con, a con for the GoPro. And this is for any small camera action camera like this is low light. Now it's not the best in low light. It's, it's a con. It's a con. Now I would suggest to someone or anyone buying a small little loom cube, I just actually got one and I really like it. Some, even a, well, your, your iPhone light doesn't work that good because when you shine your iPhone light 
on you. It's going to create red eyes. It's a very harsh directional light. You want some diffusion, some diffusion like on your light. So that's what kind of makes the uh, the Loom Cube great. Or even there is a GoPro light that you can buy too. I don't see the diffusion being as good as the Loom Cube, but any little light you can kind of keep around with this thing when you're going to film low light, it'll just help this thing a lot. Now, you can film like night trails and night time lapses that will look okay, but it's because the camera's still and you're letting the aperture open and you're keeping it open, open gate essentially, and you're not touching the camera. But if you're walking around filming like a dark room, it's just not going to look that great. If you have a little light on top of this, it'll actually do a good job. So hot tip, excuse me, if you're trying to use this and not daylight settings, just have a little light and that'll really create more of a day atmosphere for the sensor and it will do a good job. But straight up of a lower light, nah, it's going to be a no for me, dog. And unfortunately, this is the best that has gotten though. Like in the past, they were even worse and worse and worse. So, you know, you can't really expect too much, too much from it. Cause it's kind of just is what it is. I mean, smaller action cams are never really the best at low light because the sensor is so small, the smaller, the sensor, the less lights coming onto the sensor, the less, the more difficult it is to work well in lower light. Now, you know, look at a GH five, that has a smaller sensor. It's a micro four third. The Sony A7S three bigger sensor, better in low light. The Sony is now, but now compare the Sony A7S three to the Sony A7 four. Let's say similar sensor, but they try two different things. The Sony A7 four has way more megapixels, thirty three. Sony A7S three has twelve megapixels, but they're bigger. So supposedly the bigger megapixels kind of allow the light when it's lower to work better and be a little less grainy than the more megapixels. Now, if you did side-by-side -side tests, it'd be hard to see it, but I think actually the A7S III would do better in low light because of the bigger megapixels do a better job of the light dispensing on the sensor than a lot of these small megapixels, which are more resolution, but they don't necessarily equate to better and low light because there's not enough light for the resolution. So because the GoPro does have a lot of resolution, it's 28 megapixels, I believe. The sensor is so small or it's not going to work that well. Now, if this did have a, say it was an 8 or 12 megapixel sensor, kind of like the A7S 3 this could do better in low light, but then it's not really going to be, it's not, the dynamic range will suffer. And because it's just a naturally smaller sensor, it, it wouldn't really act the same. It doesn't really scale exactly like that. So in conclusion, you know, for straight up low light stuff, it's better just to go more that route or have a light on hand. But just because a sensor is bigger or smaller or more resolution or less doesn't exactly equal better in low light, not better in low light. So it's good to know what just kind of what your use case is, but any, all these action cams, none are going to be, you know, great in low light. So say you want to go spelunking or night surfing, you're going to have to kind of ha think about that. And really in the end, it's just have lights, bring lights, small lights. Now they're really easy. The, the GoPro has its own one that is really small and also other options from a uh, loom cube. I would check out. Um, some other is quick, uh, more of a con, I guess. Uh, so you can lock the screen so you don't like hit this too much. Cause what happens is you're filming, you're getting ready to film like, oh, I'm ready. And then you'll actually switch something and you're on photo mode and you're like, Oh crap. And it's all ready. You switch back and you do it again. And there's a lot of like, it can kind of react to hitting the back screen when you don't want it. And then when you do want to touch the back screen, it like sometimes won't let you. So it can be a little fickle with just changing settings by accident. Now you can set it up so you lock the screen so it doesn't do that. And I have that set, but it's not really, I think it's like a 10 second. I have it set. There's different seconds where it will, it will lock, like your phone locks, very similar. 
but it, it's it, it you know it locks right before you want to change something or it still doesn't lock in time so that part is a little fickle and it's you know part of it was i had the tempered glass on the back here and it was kind of acting weird i took it off it's still not perfect but it's definitely better than you know it's better than any other gopro and any other little small thing i've used and the like combination of buttons and screen really is ends up being like a nice combination of everything um you just got to be a little careful with right before you hit record you accidentally touch a button and then it changes and then you hit record and then you're recording like a time lapse that happens to me all the time like snowboarding surfing having my setting i hit record and before i hit record it changed to time lapse mode and then I watched the video. Like right now, I see it's freaking out. Then I watched the video and I recorded like a half a second time lapse, like real quick. And then I, you missed your best wave, your big air, or you're jumping off a, a dirt bike off a jump or something because it switched on you. So that part, that part makes, uh, makes Trevi a little upset sometimes, a little upset. Cause again, like you're, you're good to go. And then all of a sudden, it uh it's naughty it doesn't let you uh doesn't let you record what you want to record and you record like this hilarious little dumb time lapse and you're like oh i didn't want to do that <laughs> so that, that part sucks that's a con that's a con um another pro i would say is all those all the resolutions and all the aspect uh ratios with the resolutions I mean, again, I, I said in my unboxing video, which you can go to my channel and watch a, a fun unboxing video of this from a few months ago. But I mean, 4K 120, now it's more popular, but even the Sony A7S III is still one of the only cameras that can do it in its full frame, no crop, like good to go. So really that's a, a super big advantage of this is like 4K 120, like with, I don't think there's a crop. I don't think there's a crop, but like that's awesome. Like so, really, you can shoot two 4K120 on these two cameras, A7S3 and this. I can only count of a couple cameras in in the world right now in these similar markets that can do that. You know, without cropping. I mean, even the A7 IV, even the Panasonic S5 II, they crop a good amount for their I think 60 or 120. So, you know, that's another thing to consider is that you're getting a lot of different resolutions and frame rates, et cetera, that more expensive and other cameras don't have. And you're getting this teeny little thing that can fit into your, your back pocket, your jeans pocket. So that really cool too. Um, well, let's see how long we've been going here. We've been going for about an, a little over an hour. Okay. Probably going to wrap it up here soon then. Um, but yeah, drop down in the comments, like what GoPros do you guys have? What action cameras? Like, do you agree that this is, is the best action camera. Um, one thing that I definitely would think about is like, um, again, like what's your use case? Cause this, even in the widest angle on this and a pretty long selfie stick, if you're filming yourself, it is going to work, but like you could probably go wider. And if you're going to care about having like a pole in your shot, so you're holding it and there's a pole basically going from you to the shot. Like, do you mind that? Like, do you want a pole? Like, will Sony focus on it? Let's see. Oh, wow. Good job, Sony. Oh, the Sony. Just now it's showing off. Now it's showing off. But, uh, you know, do you care about having the, the pole in the shot? Now, I've gotten crafty enough where... You know, I'll even shoot vertical sometimes because that's what all the kids are doing. And then if you have the pole kind of sticking to the side and it's kind of like off to the angle, it'll barely be out of the shot, but you are still pretty close. So if you're going to want your whole body in the shot, you know, and no pole, maybe that 360 cam would be better because then you're going to definitely get your whole surrounding. You can even choose after the fact what you're shooting, what you're going to is going to be edited and it erases the pole. So that is really great, but you do have to sacrifice like a, boatload of resolution i mean when i look at those 360 cam videos like it just kind of looks like crap <laughs> it doesn't look that great so it is cool and i think they are getting better but this does look, look a lot better 
but you do need to be aware of that of how close and far away it is and where the selfie sticks will be and and i'll just take some some practice and time and effort with different devices different trinkets different accessories um we've knocked off a lot of stuff on my list i think we've probably about wrapped this up on this hero's journey I appreciate everyone tuning in. If anyone else has any, uh, you know, comments to suggest on what you like about the GoPro, what you don't like, what other cameras would you consider to get instead of the GoPro? I mean, again, it's not the biggest market action cams, especially when you have a really great, great camera on you at all times, your iPhone, your iPad mini four, <laughs> You know, you have that thing strapped on you. That thing can shoot 4K 60 great. I mean, can the Samsungs, they can shoot really good videos. All the the Pixel, all the phones are essentially replacing your cameras. So why would you even need this? Well, again, just for action, for sports. It really comes in handy. The stabilization is another huge, huge factor. I mean, the stabilization is, that hands down is is a great, is, makes it, you know, a great option. Even storage, like you're filming videos on your phone a bunch, you're going to take up storage. Um, even vlogs, selfie vlogs, your phone, if you're going to use the front camera, maybe it's not as good as your back camera. You know, something you want to use the back camera to have the best quality, but then you can't see yourself. So you're not framed properly. So really there is a lot of good goodness and pros to the GoPro here, 11 black that make it, you know, etch out just a cell phone as being, this is what you really want for a lot of scenarios. Maybe, maybe all scenarios, if you remember to bring it or you have it in your little stash bag of, of gadgets and gear to go. And oh, and the Sony's getting low on battery too. The Sony is getting low. So I think with all that, we are going to call it quits here. I appreciate everyone for stopping by per the usual. Till next time, peace.